When I think of the term storytelling, I think about the 1977 movie Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. This movie is literally burned into my brain. I watched it over and over again when I was younger. Uh, If that gives you any insight into my age, there's that. (laughs) Anyways, it's the story of Luke's journey to learn the Force and save the universe from the evil empire led by Darth Vader. There's a good side to the Force, a bad side to the Force, but all in all, Star Wars always had a lot of distinct characters. Luke, played by Mark Hamill, is this panicky, concerned young Jedi, always having a freak-out moment. Because once he learned that he had the Force, his life was turned upside down, and literally he is flying by the seat of his pants while he's er learning this new power. Darth Vader, played by James Earl Jones, has this very strict, forceful, very stern voice. You know it when it's him. That's basically a history made with that voice. (laughs) Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford, of course, is this confident, suave, assertive guy. He bounces around planets as a smuggler. He's been in a lot of really troublesome situations, so he is very, very assertive. And then there's Princess Leia, played by Carrie Fisher, who we can't forget. I love Princess Leia because she's not this elegant princess who's like, oh, well, yes, she does say, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. But when you actually meet Princess Leia, she's actually a very sassy, contradictive, commanding person, really likes to call people out on their BS and very assertive. So when I think about storytelling and when I think about Star Wars, I think Star Wars did such an awesome job at voice and tone with all of these characters. They're all very separate, and they all represent different points of view. Storytelling means a lot to a lot of different people. Obviously, when we hear storytelling, we think about the story arc, meaning there's a problem. Hence, when our customers use our products, they have a problem that they're trying to solve, and then they want the rising action or the solution to come and save the day. Hence, whenever you book your Uber or buy that pair of Nikes to make you run down the trail, it's our products that solve the customer's problem. Anyways, that's a great anecdote just to kind of ground you in what I think about when I think about storytelling. This is Storytelling for Content Design, and I'm Neil Petty. Hello, welcome back to Storytelling for Content Design. I am your host, Neil Petty. First of all, I owe you a huge thank you. You are listening to the next episode of the podcast, which means I have captured your attention, and that's awesome. But also for all the love, everyone on LinkedIn, all the DMs about ideas and questions about where this pod is going, I'm really excited. I've got a pretty good plan for the next 10 episodes. And so trust me, there's going to be some substance behind them. We're not going to wing it. Um, You are just, you're the audience, right? Content designers, people interested in content design, writers, UX writers, whatever you want to call yourself. And so I really want to hear from you. So this episode is the second half of the introduction, I would call it. This is strictly a primer about the three main perspectives that this podcast are going to carry. I'm going to be talking about content design, brand architecture, and metaverse. I realize they are very, very broad subjects. That's why this episode exists, so I can dive into them a little deeper and just 
level set on what I think these mean. And hopefully these have something similar to that effect in your mind. And that way we're all on the same page when I go through with the next episodes and so forth. So let's start with our first one, content design. Content design. So I really am going to repeat Elizabeth Carr from Meta's definition of content design because I think it's the best. Content design is people who design in words, concepts, systems, and terminology, voice and tone, and who know how much these things matter in solving problems for the people who use our products around the world. Again, I think that is the best definition, very crisp, very clear. My build on that is we own the words across user experiences. The mom test is, hey, mom, all those screens you see in your Uber app, it takes a team of people to decide what those words are and the buttons that you push. So we're touching everything. Content designers are working on apps, websites, emails, communications, SMS and text messages are in there too because they're part of our mobile first experience that we're all pushing. But really, we are the folks that own the words, make the decisions, and use research to empower what that language should be. Because if you just handed someone a product with just design and no words to tell them what to do or tell them what things are, they would probably be pretty lost. All of us dabble in creativity. I truly believe this because there are certain facets of content design that we have to leverage that are very creative. Obviously, brand voice and tone. We have to be creative writers at times and understand word choice and what makes us sound like the Nike app and not sound like the Sephora app or vice versa. Really, it's that idea of copywriting at its core and how to sound on brand. A lot of us have to dabble in creativity. A lot of this podcast is going to lean into that. Naming is another big responsibility of content designers. Names don't come out of thin air. If you're using an app or a service, we love names to encapsulate what something does or how it helps you. For example, when I worked at a travel company, there was an object called trip boards that took a long time to come up with the name. Uh, but finally we landed on it and it was a collaborative tool for you to share with your family, your favorite vacation rentals. We're also always testing things as content designers. We're working with researchers to make things better. We love to dig into the minutia of customer quotes, sitting in testing labs, watching people use our products. We love to listen to call scripts, everything. We love listening and helping people. That's why I always love content design. So that's content design. Now let's go on to brand architecture. Brand architecture. Ooh, this is probably my favorite one. Brand architecture is a framework that is the platform of your brand and really is the driving promise and the driving set of rules that help people understand what this brand stands for, what they're doing, and how they make me feel. The biggest thing in brand architecture that I'm going to talk about a lot, and I'm also going to give you some tutorials on, is brand voice and tone. And that is the personality that shines in your writing and in your copy. For example, Nike, you know it when you see it. 
very bold, very confident, very imperative. And then you take a brand like Glossier, which is a little bit more wink-wink, nudge-nudge, conversational, friend at the martini hour, uh, very bubbly and so forth, but yet still helpful. Uh, I think Warby Parker calls their voice and tone the friend next to you at a dinner party. Either way, brand voice and tone is this set of rules that guide writers and content designers how to write for the personality. I think it's a crucial piece of the brand architecture because it really plays into who it is that you're speaking to in your audience. And really, it's it's personality. To me, it's like the color palette of the brand only in words. And that, I don't know about you, but that gets me up in the morning. Purpose and mission statements or these brand concepts are another crucial piece of brand architecture. When you think about Airbnb, their mission is to help create a world where you can belong anywhere. Their tagline is belong anywhere. Airbnb did a double whammy because basically their tagline is their mission. And that is a feeling that almost anyone can sit down and say they relate to. It doesn't get technical. It doesn't get into book a yurt or book an igloo up in, you know, wherever. It is very much rooted in a universal theme that almost anybody can wake up in the morning and feel. And then I'll get into another great example, which is Patagonia. Obviously, you knew it was coming. Sorry, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> Patagonia is in the business to save our home planet. That is their brand purpose statement. So these purpose and mission statements are the driving force behind the objects that you see, How what they call the nylon that they make their uh jackets out of when airbnb rolls out a feature for flexible pricing uh, that's so you can belong anywhere purpose and mission statements are strong and part of the brand architecture and really help inform product decisions uh, at the best companies values are in there too your company values starbucks create a culture of warmth and belonging is one of their values i think you know when you walk in you meet a starbucks employee or barista they're always very friendly they're making sure that they set the vibe for the place regardless of the day that you're having i think sweet green also has some interesting values they have one that's called add the sweet touch uh, create a meaningful connection every day so you can see a little bit where sweet green is borrowing from starbucks but these values that they walk and talk inside their office walls really start to elevate into the customer experience and really drive the way you feel when you walk into the place so values mission statements, purpose statements, and then last but not least, brand voice and tone. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about brand architecture. And I think that is a very big principle that's going to come into this podcast. Now on to the fun one, metaverse and AI. Metaverse and AI. So this one's going to sound very informal, Obviously, I'm still learning about Metaverse, but I do feel that on this podcast, you're going to get a lot of lessons and things on brand architecture and content design. They're going to help empower how content design is done with Metaverse and AI. So let's start with Metaverse. Obviously, it's a byproduct of this idea of Web3, which is supposedly the new evolution of the internet 
where we're all interacting, trading NFTs, using cryptocurrency, and bouncing around these 360 game worlds or VR playgrounds, which I've heard them called. Uh, these are obviously used through an Oculus headset, so VR headsets, but today you can also find brand experiences through your web browser, so you're not always quite restricted to an Oculus headset. The metaverse is made up of VR playgrounds, and the popular ones are Decentraland, Roblox, Sandbox, and then Meta's recent Horizon Worlds is out there now. These are these worlds where we're all interacting, trading NFTs, doing experiences in these 360 game-esque worlds and avatars. But the point of all this is that we're going to be interacting with other characters like you would in a role-playing game or a book or a movie like Star Wars. So really preparing for what that's going to look like and how we as content designers handle that as a new medium is going to be kind of important. Obviously, there's a lot of learning curves. There's a lot of bugs that we're trying to get through, but I think we can all agree it's eventually coming as people perfect it. So the 3.2 part of this is AI. I think it's important for us to remember that AI is totally going to have a presence in the metaverse. AI is getting better and better at the same time behind the scenes. So it wouldn't be uncommon, I predict, to interact with a bot character of sorts instead of a chat bot in the corner of a screen. You might be interacting with some sort of AI personality. So I think these two things are going to fuse together for the metaverse and we as content designers are going to have to figure out what's our role in these and how can we lead projects because it's going to depend on a lot of things which we're going to get into. So that is the trifecta of storytelling for content design. Once again, content design, brand architecture, Metaverse AI, I'm just kind of grouping those two together as future mediums. Those are the three things that we're going to be toggling about and, and talking about on here. And so really, thanks again for listening to this episode. It is a primer. It is just to kind of level set. I do realize that the industry has a million different other ways to interpret these particularly content design. I know I'm only scratching the surface. Everybody is out there working hard on a lot of different projects in a lot of different ways. And you are probably working on AI and metaverse ideas right now. So if anything, this is going to help empower you. This is going to help you think about the tools and the things that you need as future mediums come. It's going to be exciting. Please, 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 like and subscribe to Storytelling for Content Design. Share it with your peers. Also, if you have any ideas or want to shoot me any thoughts about the podcast, you can email me at sfcdpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. My name is Neil. Have an awesome day. Storytelling for Content Design is brought to you by Yodo, who brings your brand story to life through the power of words. Yodo is a brand storytelling consultancy who specializes in the voice, personality, and statements that make your products and your teams stand out. Find us at yodocreative.com.